The last Mishnah, Masech Chagiga, which really the entire parak, Chaim Bakaydish, the last parak of Masech Chagiga, has been very focused on halachas of Tumat Tahara, and one of the primary halachas that have been discussed in this halacha over in this Mishnah parak over and over again is the concept of Tumas Amoritz Chazal. We're extremely concerned that Amoratzim were not careful to make sure that what they came in contact with remained tahor. And as Rashi at the beginning of this mission explained, particularly when it comes to the Shalosh Regalim and everybody came to Yerushalayim, even the Amaratzim and even Kohanim who were Amaratzim entered the base of Migdash, entered the Azara, and came in contact with the various Kliya Migdash. And that's why our Mishnah taught us that they all had to be taken to the Mikvah after Yontif, to be matar them. Says the Mishnah, call Kalim Shaib Migdash. That's why all the Kalim that were in the base of Migdash, Tunim Tfil, have to be taken to the Mikvah. Chusmi Mizbach Azov, aside from the Mizbach Azov, or Mizbach Agnchoshis, or Mizbach Agnchoshis, Neshen Kakarka. They're considered Karka, and anything that's considered Karka, as the Pasuk calls it, Mizbach Adoma, the Mizbach that was in the Azara, the Mizbech and Choshes, is called Mizbech Adama, and the Mizbech has, in the inside the Mizbech Amigdash, the Mizbech Azov is compared to it, is connected to it, so they're considered Karka, and anything that's Karka is not Mechabal Toma de Rebelezer. Parenthetically, this is a question that's very often discussed. Many individuals buy different types of Kalim for their home, that are made out of material and are used f- that need filler, glass, metal, and also metal particularly, but they, the type of kalim that you can't take to the mikveh because if you're going to take it to the mikveh, they all have these uh, computers and uh, all different types of wiring inside that if you take it to the mikveh, you may permanently ruin them. So it's an interesting question, what do you do? On one hand, we're not allowed to use a keli without taking it to the mikvah. On the other hand, if we're going to ruin the keli, we're not going to have much use out of it. So one of the hatarim that some of the paiskim suggest is since this keli, this vessel, can only be used when it's um, plugged into the electricity, so then it's mechubal karka. And something that's mechubal karka, we just learned in the Mishnah, is not mechubal tumma. But it's not that simple. Because indeed... As our mission is very clear, when it comes to Hilchas Tumah Tahara, something that's Mechubal Karka is not Mechubal Tumah. But it's not clear that when we take, when the Torah tells us that we have to be Toivel, we have to take a Keli to the Mikvah, is that a concept of Tumah Tahara in the traditional sense? Was that a new halacha that the Torah wants that when the Keli is leaving the property of a Nachri and coming to Yisrael, part of its elevation is that it'll be taken to the mikveh. So it's not connected to Hilchus Tum of Tahara. So again, it's a very interesting question. And there are Paiskim, however, that do use this heter, not the only heter, but as part of a concept and part of a reasoning to be a little more lenient on these type of kalim. And again, I stress only in a situation where it's impossible to be toivel them because you're certainly going to ruin them by toiveling them. Back to our Mishnah. V'cham Aymrim, V'cham say that So what that means is 
that the Chama is saying that the Kalim in the Beis Hamikdash were gold-plated or copper-plated, and that's all the Mishnah said. And it's and it's difficult to understand what does the Mishnah mean with these words of Nei Shem Mitzupim. So we'll start learning the Gemara where the Gemara discuss, discusses them, discusses actually this question. First, the Gemara, which we don't have really time to go into the whole Gemara, goes into a discussion when we have a wood keli, as it was in the Mishnah, as it was in the Mishkan, plated with copper or, or silver or, go, or gold. What do we look at? Do we look at the keli, or do we look at the at the at the keli, or do we look at the copper or the cov, or the plating? And the Gemara says that it's we look at the wood. That's what the primary material is that it's made out of. And a kli eitz ha'osilonachas, if something that's meant, to, a wood keli, that's meant to be stationary, doesn't, isn't makabal tumah. Because the Torah, when it says that kli eitz is makabal tumah, it says it has to be similar to a sack, to a bag. And just like the Gemara says, mas sack metaltal moli vareken, a bag is moved both when it's full and empty, so too a kli eitz is only makabal tumah when it's movable. But if it's meant to be stationary, it's not makabal tumah. That's also why the halach is that a, kli, a pshuti kliates, a kliates that doesn't have receptacle, is also not makabal tumah because it's not like a sack, it's not like a bag. So now the Gemara, the Gemara towards the end of the Masechta on Daf Chavzayin Amin Aleph, quotes the line of the Mishnah that we just focused on. The Mishnah said, "V'cham Amram Neishet Supim," and it seems that the Chama is saying because these kalim are plated. That's why the Namakabal Tumah. Ask the Gemara, Ad Rabba, Kivadamatsupaninhu, if they're plated, they ought, then they ought to be Tame. And let's understand the Gemara's question. If we're going to look at the primary material, what they are made out of, so then we understand it's made out of wood. And as we just explained a moment ago, it's Kliate Osilunachas, Namakabal Tumah. But if we're looking at the plating, the plating is gold, copper. There are these rules that I just mentioned about cleates don't apply by gold and copper. So why are the Chum saying that they're tar because of the plating? On the contrary, they ought to be tame because of the plating. Ema, so says the Gemara, indeed, the way to understand the Mishnah is that Chum is saying mitamim, we look at the plating, and because we look at the plating, that's why we have to say the keli is tame. But a different way of understanding the Mishnah. Rabbanan Rebelezer Kamri. Rabbanan are addressing Rebelezer. And they are saying to Rebelezer, Why, what's your reasoning to say that they're Tahar because they're Adama? And the, the Pastor calls them Adama. And therefore, you should say that Tamei Bishom the Mitzupim, that we don't consider them a Kliates. The Torah doesn't call them a Kliates. So we can't give them the rules of a Kliates. And therefore, we should look at the plating. No, we don't look at the plating. Miftel bottle Tzipuin Gabayu. The plating is insignificant when we look at the Kali. And since the plating is insignificant, we don't look at it, we look at the actual Kali. So we have here a very fundamental machloikis 
Rashi and the Rambam how to learn the Gemara. So Rashi, which is the Peshat that we just quoted, says the Gemara calls them Kliadoma. The Torah calls them Kliadoma. And then the Gemara says, We should look at the plating. And the plating is a Klimatris. It's gold, copper. And therefore, the Gemara says that we don't count, we don't look at the plating, but the Torah calls it the Torah calls it eights, and once the Torah calls it a kli eights, it has a din of a kli eights, and it's not mukabotumah. The Rambam, in the Pirish Mishnayis, takes a different reasoning. The Rambam says that mishpnei shemitzupim is a reason to be them, and the Rambam has a very interesting approach. He discusses it in the Pirish Mishnayis, and he ultimately passes this way in the Yar Chazokam. The Rambam paskins that when you have a keli that's plated, it's not going to be makabal tumah. And the reason the Rambam holds it's not makabal tumah, because whatever you look at, whatever you look at, there's a reason not to make that what counts. If we're going to look at the actual keli, so the actual keli is covered, so why should I count? Why do I look at the actual keli? I can't pay attention to it. If I'm going to look at the plating, the plating is insignificant. So the Ramam's shot in the, in the Gemara is like this. Memnesha Metsupim is not a reason for them to be Tomei. It's a reason why it should be Tor. And because the Torah is teaching us, according to the Ramam's understanding of the Gemara, that any Kaili that's Metsupa is not, not Mekabal Toma because we can't look at the Tsipui. No, we can't. Nor can we look at the actual Kaili. So just to summarize the Machloikas of Rashi and the Rambam, according to the Rashi, when the Gemara uses the words Meshimta Mitzupim, is a reason why the Kali should be Tomei, because the Tzipu is made out of gold and copper. And according to the Rambam, Meshimta Mitzupim is a reason why it should be Tahar, because the Tzipu is always considered insignificant. So the Rebbe, Zeichet Tzadik Levrach, Rebbe, says that when we look at this machloikis of Rashi and the Rambam, he says it's, it's a fundamental machloikis, we could almost use the words that's relevant to Chalatarikula. Because the Rebbe says as follows, we're explaining, as the Gemara just said, Rabbanan Lerbelezer Kamri. Rabbanan, we're addressing Rebelezer. They're trying to explain the opinion of Rebelezer. And we also know, throughout Shas, that Rebelezer is Shamutihu. Rebelez is considered one of the Talmidim of Beishamai. So, says the Rebbe, that we could assume that Rebelez in this Gemara, no Mishnah Gemara, though different than anywhere else in Shas, is following the opinion of Beishamai. And the Chachamim are following on the opinion of Beishelel. And the Rebbe wants to suggest that if we look for common denominator, if we look for a common theme between many of the Machlaikasin of Beishamai and Beishelel, they all are connected to one theme. And that is, what is, how does the halacha view a situation? Do we look at the situation at what is in front of us? Do we look at what's in front of us and that's the only thing that counts? Or are we to look at the all the details, all the details that make up the situation 
that I am facing. That's, the Rebbe says, the machloikis of a Shammai and Beis Hillel. And as we're going to quote, the Rebbe gives a number of examples where we see that this is the opinion of a Shammai. We look at the picture that's in front of us, and therefore we don't look at all the details. And the Beis Hillel says we look at all the details. The Rebbe's first raya is from a Gemara in the Sanhedrin, Davov. The Gemara says that when we have it in Torah, so the Gemara says, Beishamai says, that we look, that ain't ladayin el ha'en of Reus. The dayin sees the pre- facts as they are presented to him, and based on those facts, based on what the halacha is, then we pass in the Shiloh. Beis Hillel's opinion is that we have to look at all the details. We have to look at all the background. We don't just look at what's in front of us. We have to look at everything. And all of those details are critical in making our decision. In fact, to support that understanding, the Gemara often, when it speaks about the Torah, uses the words, And I saw that the Beis Yosef asks a question. Why did the Gemara use the words Dain Shadon Din Emes Lamitai? Of course, the Dain is doing a Din Emes. What's the word Lamitai? The Gemara is teaching us a very important concept. You'll have a Dain, that's a Din Taira. He's judging the case. And he heard what the, what the witnesses said, he got all the facts, and then he takes out the Shulchan Aruch, and based on the facts in the Shulchan Aruch, he passes. The Shulchan Aruch says that Ruvain is Chayiv, Shimon is Chayiv, whatever. But the Dayan says there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. I, 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 I'm not ready to Paskin that way because there's something that seems incorrect. Many people call that the fifth Shulchan Aruch. But whatever we'll call it. So the Gemara says, Beis Yosef, that a Dayan shouldn't Paskin. I, all the facts are there. The Gemara adds that word. But Beshamai, as the Rebbe says, says, This is what you see, and this is what you got. Another example the Rebbe gives. The Gemara Masechta Brachas, Tafnan Aleph Amabes, has a machloikis, what is the proper bracha in the Nusuch bracha that we make Matzah Shabbos by Avdallah on the fire? Beshamai Amrim, so the Gemara explains the Beishamai Savri Chadnuri Ikebinaira. There's only one flame in the fire. And Beishil Savri Tuvanura Ikebinura. There are many different flames that make up that flame that we're looking at. And that's why, according to Beishamai, we say Baire Marhaish. Because we only have one flame. And Basil says we because there are many flames making up that flame that's in front of me. Says the Gemara, Tanya Nami Hachi, Amlam Basil Beshamai, Basil to support their opinion, says, Harbe Yesh Ba'ar. There are many different flames that make up your fire. And that's why you have to say Ma'ire Lashon Rabin. So the Rebbe asked the obvious question. Hakabesham Basil have a machloikas over the facts. You can have a machloikas in halacha, but everybody knows that when you have a flame, it's made up uh, of different fires. 
So how can Beishamai disagree when Beishamai said when Beisela says Tuvenuri Ikabinaira that there are many flames that make up your flame? How can anybody dispute that? So the Rebbe says, of course, there's no machlokes in the Metzias. There's everybody. Beishamai is not disagreeing that that is what makes a fire. Beishamai's opinion says the Rebbe is that when I look at a fire, when you walk into a room and there's a candle on, there's a fire on. Do you see many flames? You don't see many different things. You see a flame. You see a fire. And that's what Peshamai's opinion is. I look at what's in front of me. And what's in front of me is a flame with many different, with one fire burning. That's why I say, Moher Eish. And Beis Hillel Hillel says, no, we have to dig deeper. We have to look into the details. And when you look into the details, there's Ma'ayreha'esh. There are many flames here, and they say, Basila always says, look at all the details before you're going to make a decision. And I saw a very interesting question. Havdalah is made every Matzah Shabbos. So, what happened before Basham Basil? What happened the week before Basham Basil had this discussion in the yeshiva? What the right Nusach is? What did they do? So I saw that the Svarim suggest, and I think with the Babchi Rebbe's explanation, it's Kishmak. There was always this debate in Klal Yisrael. There was always this debate in Klal Yisrael how to look at situations. Is it important to look at what's in front of me, or do I look at the, the big? Do I look at the big picture, or do I look at the details? And therefore, there were always people that made. Like Beishamai suggests. And there were always people that made a Ma'ireish, like Beishamai says. And there were always people that made a Ma'ireish. Because it's, it's really not just a reflection of halacha. It's a reflection of a personality. It's a reflection of a perspective to life. And that permeates and affects every area. And there wasn't a numach like this. They were just recording what was in existence from before. Then the Rebbe quotes another Gemara, a very famous Gemara, a Gemara Mesechtik Subis Daf Stezayin. The Gemara says, We all know how do we dance in front of a Kala. We have to say the facts. Whatever are the facts about this Kala, that's what we should say. No, we should say, we should say that this kala is beautiful. We should say this kala is wonderful. Says the Gemara. So Beishamai says to Beishamai, If Nebuch there's a kala who can't walk, a summa, a kala who's blind, are we going to say, are we going to sing kala novach suda? Are we going to sing that this kala is beautiful? But it's a then in the Torah, Pashas Mishpatim, Medvah Sheketirchak, we're not allowed to lie. So you have somebody who's not Kalavanov Suda. How am I going to say something which is patently untrue? Amlahem, Beishel Beishamai. So Beishel responded to Beishamai, Ledivrechem, according to you, Mishalaka Rekacharam and Ashuk. If somebody bought something, he got into a bad deal. So the person didn't do such a great deal. So now when I meet that person, ask Beisil to Beishamai, Yishav Chena Beinov, should I make him feel good, or Yagena Bifanov? 
which I make him feel bad. Have I? Of course, we all know that proper manners require that you that we should say that good. So here too, we have to say what's good, even though if it's not the truth. But if we think about this dialogue, we Basil has an answer to Shammai's question. Yes, Basil is telling Shammai how to behave. The way to behave is to make people feel good. But Shammai said that the Torah says, You're not allowed to lie. So how am I saying that this kala is a kala nova when she isn't? What does Basil say to that? The answer, says the Rebbe, is right back to what we've been discussing. According to Beis Shammai, we look at what we see. Kala Kamoshihi. This is what we have, this is what we see, and this is what we say. I, I, the, it's, I, I we, this person is feeling bad, what can I do? What does Beis Hill say to Beis Shammai? Beis Hill says, we need to dig down and every person who might not look that great and may have different deficiencies, but everybody has something good about them. And everybody is beautiful and may take a little time to see the beauty and may make time to see that this individual is chasuda, is a wonderful person. But Basil says that's what we're supposed to do. We're not just supposed to look at what's superficial. We're not just supposed to look at what's in front of our face. We're supposed to look at Kala Nova Chasuda. We're supposed to dig down. And if we'll dig down, we will see that we will see that this Kala is indeed a beautiful Kala. And when we'll, when we'll recognize that this Kala is a beautiful Kala, we'll have every right to say Kala Nova Chasuda. I saw Rabbi Khan Vasman says, a, asks a Gavalda Gakashim. He says, you know, you come to a wedding and the Gemara says we're supposed to praise the Kala. Why are we supposed to praise the Kala? We're supposed to praise the Chassan. A Chassan is obligated to get married. The Chassan has a mitzvah of Pura Rivia. A Kala doesn't have a mitzvah of Pura Rivia. So why are we praising the Kala? Why aren't we praising, why aren't we praising the Chassan? He's, he's the main actor here. So I saw Rabbi Khanan answers. A person has come to do a mitzvah. A wonderful, wonderful opportunity to do a mitzvah. So, yes, it's the chassan who's the main actor. It's the chassan who's going to do the mitzvah. But we want that the chassan should do the mitzvah with a gishmak. So, how do we get the chassan to do the mitzvah with a gishmak? We tell him, you know, this kala that you're about to marry, she's a kala novachsuda. She's great. And if, even if she doesn't look great, Find something nice to say about her. So that he'll be anxious. He'll be anxious to do the mitzvah. And therefore, because he's anxious to do the mitzvah, he'll be able to do the mitzvah. The Baal Shem said that when we sing by a chasna, and when we praise a kala by the chasna, that feel us. What's pshat that feel us? We're dancing, we're singing. We're davening that the chasn should realize that the chassan should realize I'm getting married and I'm having now the opportunity to do a wonderful mitzvah. And we want to encourage him to do the mitzvah. How do we encourage him to do the mitzvah? By telling him the, it's a kala nova chsuda, that she's a wonderful kala. And that's 
I saw Gvaldig Pshat, the Watts Pshat, that was particularly happy by a wedding. Why by a schasana where are we, do we see more simcha than by any other occasion? So Rav David Jungreis, the Rosh Pezden, the Eidach Reitus in Shalayim Zetzal, explains, because when a couple is getting married, they're accomplishing why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world that people should get married and people should have children and populate the world. So that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. So every wedding is an opportunity to accomplish that. And we want to encourage this couple to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent them and us to this world. So that's why Basila says, don't just look at what you see. If you look at what you see, you won't have what to be encouraged about. Dig deeper and see that this color is no v'chasuda. And like that, they'll be excited about getting married. They'll be excited about building another Jewish family for which the world was, was created. And the Rebbe says, the Gemara says, that Mikan a person, we always understand that the says a person should get along with other people. The Rebbe says that the is to pay attention to every individual. And every individual is different. And our job is to look, says Basil, at what makes this individual special, what makes this individual unique. What does it mean, I'm never going to be in the place of my friend. Of course you'll never be in the place of his friend, of my friend. But I need to look at what he is all about, what she is all about. And then I'll see that they have wonderful qualities. And therefore when we'll realize that they have wonderful qualities, we'll be able to praise them and the chassan will be happy with this marriage. Another example the Rebbe gives, a very famous Gemara, the beginning of Masechtanida. The Gemara Masechtanida discusses a situation where a woman starts having her period. A woman starts seeing Dam. But she did not know exactly at what moment it happened. So Beishamai's opinion is, Dain Shatun. I know now she's Tamei, that's all that counts. I don't start considering and observing that maybe this was here from before. And Beis Hillel's opinion is much stricter. Hillel Eimer, we have to be concerned that she started seeing Dam from the, mom, from the moment, the last time she examined herself. And says Beis Hillel, even if it was many days ago. Since I can't definitively know when this started, I have to be machmer and go back to when I know she was tar. And any moment after I'm certain she's tar, I have to say she's tar. And the Gemara Masech Nida explains, Shameh Savar, Shameh's opinion is, Hamad Isha El Chazkosa. We have to look at what we see. V'isha Becheskes Tara Medes. We know that this woman was tar. When does she lose that Cheskes Tara? When I see she's not tar. Do I know for sure that this was the moment that she became Tomei? Maybe she became Tomei a day ago. Maybe she became Tomei a week ago. I don't know. But I don't have to know, says Beis Shammai. I have to know what I see. Ki Amad Hamad 
When do we say we look at what we see? When we have no problem. The woman knows that she had a rear, the dam came out. So both of them are right. So what's the basis of their machloikus? Explains the, the Rebbe. The Beishamah's opinion is that I have to judge of what I see. And I see now she's Tomei. That's all that I know. I don't have to think about what happened in the past. I have to think about what happened right now. And right now she's Tomei. And that's why I say she's Tomei. Before now, she was Tahar. And I have no definitive proof that she wasn't. And therefore, I say, till now she was Tahar, this moment she's Tomei. What's Basil's opinion? Basil's opinion is that we can't have such a superficial observation. Our observation has to recognize everything that could have, might have happened. And just because I only see the dam now, doesn't mean in any way that there wasn't dam here from before. Certainly, there might have been dam here from before. We can't make believe that it wasn't there. And therefore, Beishel disagrees with Beishamai and says that we have to look at that and we have to be concerned about that and we have to say that we cannot consider this woman tar only from the moment that I knew for sure she was tar. But after the moment that I knew she was tar expires, I have to be machmer. The Rebbe gives another example, another very famous Gemara. Gemara Masechta Shabbos, Daflam and Aleph, Am and Aleph. The Gemara over there, Beishamai seems to be correct. We know Geras requires Kabbalah's mitzvahs. Kabbalah's all of the mitzvahs. And these individuals that came in with these conditions certainly doesn't seem that it's a situation of Kabbalah's mitzvahs. So how do we understand Beis Hillel? And if we'll indeed suggest that the halacha doesn't require such a strict Kabbalah's mitzvahs, then Beis Hillel is correct. What is the basis of the machloikas but according to the Vart, according to the theme that we've been developing, it's fantastic. Beishamai's opinion is, We only look at what's in front of us. What do we see in front of us? What we see in front of us is a person that's making conditions. Conditions that are certainly not consistent with what the halacha requires. Beis Hill, on the other hand, says, there's something going on here. Let's delve into it. Let's try to understand and examine what's behind the scare. And when we try to understand what's driving this individual, we may discover that this individual is sincere and does deserve to be a gare. And because Basilo, to their theme, holds that we look at the details. And I have to say that as I was learning this vart, from the Lubavitch Rebbe, I saw a beautiful, beautiful vart from the Bava Rebbe Zetzal. He said, how do we understand this machlekes b'sham b'sham I think that the Bava Rebbe was bothered with the same question that the Lubavitch Rebbe was bothered. How, how did Beishelel accept b'sham, how did Beishelel accept these geirim when they had these conditions which seems to be different than what the halacha requires? And it's also interesting, which many Mepharshim asked the question, 
When the Gemara wants to express that Beishamai did not accept them to be Gerim, the Gemara always uses the same wording. He pushed them away with a stick that's used to build. We understand Beishamai wasn't ready to accept the Gerim. Why did they need that tool to push them away? So Bavar Rebbe wants to suggest, when you look at a home, so you could come and look at a home and you could see a beautiful home. That's true. But the person who built the home doesn't see a beautiful home. You know what he sees? He sees, he remembers every brick I laid and every nail I knocked into the wall and every day that I had a headache with a supplier. Peshami says, I look at the binion. You have to look at the binion. You don't look at the details. And if their binion, if what they're saying is unacceptable, then I can't accept them to be a girl. Basil says, no, I look at all the experiences that make up an individual. And if I look at the experience which make up this individual, I may understand why he said what he said. And it isn't necessarily that just because he said something which we would never be comfortable with, that we should say that you're not going to be able to be a girl. The Rebbe gives one more example. Again, traveling through Shas. The Gemara discusses a oif, According to Beishamai, you could have poultry and dairy on the same table. Of course, I can't eat them at the same time. You can't have them on the table, and certainly you can't eat them together. So the Rebbe says, what's the machloikis here? And this is, again, a machloikis where Beishamai is the mekel and Beishillel is the machmer. So, I think the pshat and this machlaikis is that the Rebbe says the pshat and machlaikis. Beishamai says, you're not allowed to eat poultry with dairy. I'm not eating poultry with dairy. The fact that they're on the table, that has nothing to do with what I'm eating. Beishil says, no, I have to look at all the circumstances. What's going on here? And if I'm going to have poultry and dairy on the same table, there's a real concern that I'm going to eat them together. And you can't ignore those concerns. You can't ignore the details. And before we go back to the Rebbe's Sicha, and we go back how the Rebbe uses this vart to explain the Gemara that we're learning here at the end of Masech Chagiga, I actually saw that we had an our Masech on Dafyud Beis, a very famous Machloikis Beisham Beisol. Beisham Beisol had a dispute how the world was created. Shemayim nivretchil of Akach nivres Aretz. According to Beishamai, first the Shemayim was built, it was created, and then the Aretz. First the this world was created, and then the Shemayim. And the Gemara goes back and forth with Rayas, Beishamai's Rayas, Beishelo's Rayas. But if you learn this Gemara, there's a fundamental question. Baruch Hashem, we live in this world. We should all live gesund hate in the world. So what's the difference how it was created? The Shemayim was first or the Aretz was first? The world is the way we see the world. There's no arguing how the world looks. They both see the same world. Why is the Gemara, and why are Beisham and Beisil so focused on, on, on how the world was created? So Rishleim Zaman Urbach said a Geval de Gevart. Rishleim Zaman Urbach said that this is exactly, it's, it's mamish, the same Vart as the Rebbe Zetzal. The Shlomo Zaman says that Beishamai and Beisil both agree that what are we in the world for? We're in the world for 
Shamayim. We're in the world to do the Malachas Hashem. And that's why Beis says, Shamayim never tchila. You got to keep your eye on the ball. The eye on your ball is the Shamayim. Oretz, it's, of course we have an Oretz, but that's only secondary. I always have to keep in mind the main point. Beis says, no, we don't ignore the details because the the tachlis is only achieved through the details. And what is the way we reach Shemayim? With this world. And that's why Basil says, Oritz Nivraz Tchila, and then Shemayim. And he says that, and again, it's fantastic, as I found this part, that Rav Shlom Zalman is taking the exact same approach as the Rebbe Zetzal. He says, there's another machloikus, the machloikus between Shemayim and Basil, how a Jew is supposed to prepare for Shabbos. A Jew is supposed to prepare for Shabbos. Beishamai's opinion was, I go to the store Sunday and I see something that's going to be good for Shabbos, I really start thinking about Shabbos. Then, if on Monday I find something better, so I take the thing I found on Sunday and eat it and put the Monday purchase for Shabbos. And so I live my whole life. And Beishel says, Baruch Hashem, yoim, yoim. Again, Beishamai says, I look at the tachlis. What is the tachlis? Shabbos. So my whole week is keeping my eye on the tachlis, Shabbos. Basil says, no, the details to get to the tachlis are also important. And therefore he says, Baruch Hashem, Yoim Yoim, every day of the week. Not just Shabbos, but Baruch Hashem, Yoim Yoim. And Rosh Hashanah gives one more raya. I'm sure the Rebbe thought of these rayas, he just wanted to keep the sikha within a t- time frame. The Rosh Hashanah says, the famous machloikis, how many candles do you light on Hanukkah? Beishamah says you start the first night with eight, and then you go down seven, six, five. And Beishamah says, Beishamah holds Peiches V'Heilich, and Beishamah holds Meis V'Heilich. One, two, three, four. What's the Machlaikas? Beishamah says, I look for the Tachlis. What's the ultimate goal of Hanukkah? Where is the greatest nice evident after eight days of using that same oil? So of course I start with the eighth day. That's the Tachlis. Then I go back, backwards. Basil says, no, every detail leading up to the eighth day is crucial. And that's why Basil holds that we go day one is important, and then I go further to day two. Again, the very similar concept. So now back to our Gemara. We have the Machlaikas in our Gemara about how to look at a plated vessel. The Rambam's opinion, the Rambam's opinion is that we look at we look at the tzipui. We look at the vessel that's in front of us that has a plating, but it's only a plating. And I don't look what's under it. Because what's Beishamah's opinion, according to the Rambam, that I always look at what's in front of me. Since I always look at what's in front of me, I see a plating in front of me. So now the halacha has to start deciding how does a tzipui look does a tzipui have value in halacha? And the Rambam says that a tzipui is really insignificant and it doesn't have value in halacha. And that's why Rebbe Lezer, who was Shamuti, Rebbe Lezer, who was a, who was a Talmud of Shammai, took that approach to the keli. And that's why he would say, a keli that's mitzupah is tahar. And that's why the Rambam says, a keli that's mitzupah is tahar. The Chachamrim, who are following the opinion of Beis Hillel, the opinion of Beis Hillel is that we look at all the details. 
And we don't just look at the tzipui. We look what's under the tzipui. So do I follow the tzipui or do I follow the keli? But I can't just say I'm only going to look at the tzipui and not look at the keli. And that's the machloikis, says the Rambam of Beishamai and, and, uh, and Beisilo, which is in our Mishnah, in our Gemara, the machloikis of Rebbe and the Chachamim. And now the Rebbe takes this one step further. And the Rebbe says, and it's very common that this is done, that when you make a seam, you see if you can connect the end of the Masechta to the beginning of the Masechta. The Rebbe quotes the Gemara, Masechta Brochus, Tafyud. The Gemara says, Any parak in Tehillim that David HaMelech was particularly fond of, Pasuk Baba Ashrei, he began with the word Ashrei, the sign Baba Ashrei, and ended the last Pasuk with Ashrei. So the Rebbe says, and there are many, Taisa says this, that's not after the word Ashrei. It's not the word Ashrei that makes the difference. The point is that when you want to show something is significant and, and important, you end the speech and you begin the speech with the same concept, with the same words. So, says the Rebbe, that Rebbeinu HaKadosh, as he was making him a seam on Mesech the Chagiga, wanted to follow that same style. And what's the first machlaikas we have in the Mesechta? The first machlaikas we have in the Mesechta is the Gemara discusses, the Mishnah, the Gemara, the first part of our Mesechta, discusses very extensively the Kabbalists that were required to be brought on Yontif. Every Yontif, every Jew had to bring a Shalmei Chagiga and an Oilus Re'iya. Carbon oil and a carbon shlamim, aside from the shalmei simcha. And this machlekes be shalmei be what is the minimum you need to spend on these kabbanis? Be shalmei amram hariyish kesef, the carbon oil has to cost at least shtei kesef, the chagiga, and the carbon chagiga has to cost minimal one more, one kesef. Two more for the oil, minimally, one more for the carbon shlamim. They still hold just the opposite. Hariya more kesef. The oil of Sriya is one more, and the chagig minimal, and the chagiga day kesef. So we have a very, very fundamental machlokes b'sham b'sil. Which carbon do I have to spend more on? And in fact, I saw when we learned the Gemara that vav that explains this machlokes that even if Baruch Hashem, you'll have an individual who could afford to spend more than the minimum. Beishamai will always say, you have to always spend more on your carbon oiler than on your carbon chagiga. And Beishamai will always hold, even if you're spending Baruch Hashem more, you could afford it, you always have to spend more on your chagiga, on your shlomim, than your oiler. What's the basis of the Yemach So the Gemara explains. Beishamai says, which carbon is more significant? The carbon oiler. The carbon oil is Kula Oil Hashem. It goes off a carbon to the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's why it's the more significant carbon. And that's why, says Beishamai, that that is the carbon I should spend more on. Beishil, on the other hand, says that no, the carbon shlomim, there's so many people that benefit from that carbon shlomim. The Mizbech gets a share, the Kahanim get the Chazva Shaykh, they get their share. The owners get most of the carbon, the most of the meat, they get their share. Everybody gets something. So if I look at the details, the carbon shlamim is so much more valuable than the carbon oil. What's the machlaikas? Says the Rebbe. Beishamai says, I look at what's in front of me. If I'm asked a question that I have to answer quickly, oil shlamim, 
Which is a more chashva carbon? Of course the oil is a more chashva carbon. And that's why Beishamai says, you look at what you see. I see the carbon oil, I see the carbon shlomim, you spend more on the carbon oil. That's the more chashva carbon. Beishel says, no, I'm supposed to look at the details. And if I look at the details, the shlomim, as we just explained, has all of these details. The owners, and the kahanim, and the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And if I look at the details, I should spend more on the shlomim than on the oil. So again, the beginning of the Masechta represented a machloikis. What do I look at? Do I look at the details? Beishamai says, I look at the big picture, the oil versus the shlomim. Beishil says, I look at the details. And the end of the Masechta, we have the exact same machloikis. Rebbe Lezer, the Shamuti, the Talmud Beishamai, says, I look at this keli, and this keli has a tzipui. And the tzipui is not significant, so it's tahar. And then Beisham and the Chacham and Beisil said, no, we, we have to look at all the details, what's under the tzipoy. All those details have to be taken into consideration. And it's a perspective to life. What should we look at? Should we just look at the big picture? Or every detail of life is important. And we know that certainly in this world, we paskin, we paskin like Beisil. And in this world, we have to look at every detail. And we have to try to work that every detail in our Avodah Hashem should be perfect. Because when we live a life that every detail is perfect, we will ultimately achieve the goal that the entire picture will be perfect. And we will take a bizarre that when we have Klai Yisrael on such a matzav, that all of our details in Shmir Satayr and Shmir Mitzvahs and Avoid Hashem are the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say, this is the binyan. This is the building that I wanted you to build. And that's the binyan of Esau Mikdash that we should be zaycha to see from here,